Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. We're live, so let me give the 20-second introduction for anybody that's watching this on Facebook. Uh, I am Scott Groves, Consolidated Coaching, my trusty assistant behind me, Chris DeRosa, uh, editing all things video. And if you're watching this either on a delay or video, then uh, feel free to email Daniel at myoutdesk.com. And if you're watching live on Facebook, uh, just go ahead and post your questions because we will answer them here, hopefully. Uh, basically, uh, Daniel and I got introduced through a men's group that I'm part of uh, called GoBundance. And Daniel runs a very, 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 very successful outsourcing business where they hook people up with dialers, virtual professionals, executive assistants from over in the Philippines. And I decided to give it a try. And I have been very, very impressed thus far. So several of you have asked me of you know, how am I using a virtual professional executive assistant? Is it compliant? How do, you know, how do I do that for the mortgage business? Let's get it out of the way first. My virtual assistant does not have any logins to Encompass, nor is she pulling credit, nor does she have any client, uh, you know, secure data. Uh, but anyways, Daniel, what, what did I miss? And what do we need to know the Reader's Digest introduction of my Outdesk? Yeah, man. Uh, what I love, this is my favorite stat. I always start it off. Like we are all business owners, right? And the reality is there's 28 million businesses in the U S 28 million, right? And 60% of them, 60% of them tell the IRS that they make no money, zero. So like more than half. Right. And the crazy number is 96% of businesses are under a million dollars in gross revenue. So like it's not even the 80, 20 world. It's like the 96, 4% rule. All right. Hold on a minute. I got to go back over those numbers. I'm gonna... <laughs> okay. no, all right. Tell, tell me this. Uh, tell me this again. You said there's 28 million businesses, registered businesses in America. That's right. And how many of them claim to the IRS that they make no money? 60%. So 60, 60% write off everything on their corporate taxes, and their schedule C and say they make no money or lose money. Or lose money. Let's not, I mean, many businesses are losing. So, and, and that's a normal, that's a normal thing. When I first read that stat, I was like, holy moly, more than half don't. And so that's the struggle that we're all in, right? Is growing revenue and, and figuring out how to grow, you know, maybe a six figure business, maybe a seven figure business. And the short like Reader's Digest, you know, intro to this call is it's all about leverage. And it's either you're leveraging systems and process or you're leveraging people and, and talent. So that's what we're talking about today. That's, that's our secret sauce. We've helped over 5,000, you know, real estate, mortgage, title, escrow, insurance, every industry you can imagine in the real estate game we've been a part of. Um, and and it always comes down to who's on the team. Right, right. And last stat you said of the uh, of the twenty million businesses in America, uh, how many of them are under a million dollars in revenue? Ninety six percent. So that's the holy grail. I mean, if you're if you're listening right now, um, that's when you no longer are like a small mom and pop. 
that's when you're like you you have a you you typically have a bank account you have a, a customer journey you know you, you you're not kind of playing around that's the big leagues it's like you know 96 percent of the businesses are in triple a and we're talking to you know moving up you know going to the big leagues and that's you know breaking a million bucks Got it. Got it. Uh, and that million dollars of revenue still doesn't mean you have a profit. It just means you're bringing in a million dollars of revenue and you could still be losing a ton of money. Uh, yes. Cool. So, so let me give you the reasons real quick that I got a, a virtual professional and then you can give me the reasons most people come to you. Um, sure. I'm really good at ideas. Uh, Chris is really good at graphics, but we have nobody on our team for consolidated coaching or frankly on the mortgage business that's really good at kind of the main game follow through. That's number one. And then number two, I found myself starting to turn my wife into my executive assistant and saying, honey, can you schedule this? I need a doctor's appointment. Do you need that? And although she would never complain publicly or privately, I could kind of start it. I could kind of see the seeds of resentment were starting to be sown where it's like, wait a minute, I, I didn't, I, I signed up for a marriage, not an executive assistant job. Um, right. So those were my two reasons for saying, you know what, at, at 2000 bucks a month or whatever it is you guys charge, uh, I, I need some outside help. So that's my reason. Why, uh, why do other people do it? Well, you, you're, you know, it's interesting. I'm like, wait, are you married to Whitney, my wife? Because <laughs> it's the same concept, right? Uh, I, we, here's the story. Like I was on my honeymoon and we were in um, Guatemala. We were hiking through the Mayan ruins. And I don't, I don't think I told you this story, Scott, but um, I have a really funny photo and maybe I'll post it in the comments after this, you know, but I have this great photo of me working in the bar at a Francis Ford Coppola resort in the, in the, like in the rainforest with monkeys all around and my wife is sleeping in our bungalow and it's one in the morning and I'm closing a deal. Like I'm literally working on my laptop. And at, the, at that time I was a mortgage real estate guy. So I was doing both like when it was crazy back in California. So literally I'm closing deals on my honeymoon in 2009. And like you, I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. I, I don't want to get a divorce. I want to someday have kids. And so for me, what happened was I was like, I just need help. I, I'm, I was so busy that I knew I was dropping balls, that I was making good money, but I was also working like 24 seven and not going to the gym. I was really heavy back then. I mean, I was like the largest I've ever been and we were grinding it out. So, I mean, you asked other reasons, I wanted to have a life. I wanted to build a family and I wanted to not work seven days a week, 24 hours a day you know? Yeah. Um, all the important things. Right. And, uh, I, I'm always shocked. So, well, let me go back. I'm not shocked. Um, but I'm always trying to explain to people like, I get it, man. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a hard business to scale. You've got to deal with all the corporate politics. Um, but I do believe in my ethos and especially in coaching, like you've got to hire ahead of demand. Like yeah. if, you're doing, if you're doing three or five deals a month right now and either the agreement you have with corporate or your own finances, you're like, well, I got to get to 10 deals a month before I can hire somebody. It's like, well, guess what? When you get to 10 deals a month, the wheels are coming off. And if you hire somebody, you're not going to have a chance to train them. So what I have found with you guys is you kind of give some runway to hire ahead of demand because let's not kid ourselves. It's cheaper to hire, um, you know, work out of the country. That's an easier source of leverage, especially here in California. Once you factor in, you know, payroll tax and whatnot, if I'm paying somebody $3,000 a month in California, 
it's really costing me $5,000 a month. And for me to justify that, I'm usually at a work threshold where I don't have time to train somebody. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, I threw up the number $2,000, but can you talk a little bit about how you guys find people and, you know, what, yeah. what you charge clients and kind of walk somebody through the journey of what it costs and what it looks like to hire a virtual professional? Well, yeah. So just like me on my honeymoon, like you have to decide, okay, I'm so busy that I need help. Like when clients come to us and, and they're like, well, I'm thinking about it, or I'm just kind of curious, like that's not when it works. Like Scott, you came to us and you were like, dude, I need somebody like right now. And that's the emotion that you have to fill inside. Okay. So step one is just to define the role. And for your audience, I want to make sure we um, clearly articulate how a mortgage professional could use a virtual assistant. So number one, and, and what you use them for is making a lot of calls, right? So, you know, organizing schedule, making calls, figuring out what, you know, we call it like directing traffic kind of, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and we have another large mortgage company in California and actually San Francisco, and they're using their virtual assistant for our second use, which is marketing. So they do a lot of marketing for their LOs. And as a company, they decided that, you know, these, these 10 people in their branch, they needed to have their Facebook on point. They needed to have a community. They needed to make sure all their realtors partners were kind of listed in a group and they were like connected socially. So they do a lot of like content, marketing, editing, like video, you know, all kinds of, of just you know, inbound marketing, which is a, it's a whole world of itself, social, all that. So they have, they actually have four people and they're about to um, add their fifth because they're a large multi kind of um, office group, mortgage group in Northern California. But that's a huge area of support, you know, marketing side. And then the other, the other piece that we help people on is the administrative stuff, moving paperwork around, you know, organizing projects, client, you know, client parties. There's just a whole host of stuff as you build, you know, recruiting is another huge one. Like, you know, calling, you know, realtor partners and being like, hey, this is Daniel. I'm calling on behalf of Scott. He wanted me to give you a call and try to set up coffee, you know, like, you know, those are the kind of, you know, three different kind of areas that we help people. So first know that you need a help and then define the area that you want to get off your plate. I don't know if that, is that what you were looking for, Scott? Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's my outdesk virtual assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word M-O-D, MOD, to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call 
where we work one-on-one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how my Outdesk can transform your business today. Yeah, no, that, that's really good. And actually, if anybody's watching this video, they've experienced uh, some work because one of the things that I was really bad at is I had 2,500 loan officers in this Facebook group and yep. stupid me, let them all in without getting their contact information. So I'm like, well, I sell coaching. I have 2,500 loan officers in this group. I don't have time to message everyone. So the virtual assistant went through, you know, 15 a day by, by Facebook messenger. Hey, we'd love to give you some free coaching, some free videos in exchange for your name and contact information. And we don't spam those people, but you know, we reach out to them maybe once a month with some, uh, you know, free coaching material and a solicitation for them to maybe sign up for coaching. I would have never got to that busy work. Um, had I not hired the virtual professional and had her do that, you know, I would have done it for three or four days and then fallen off and then come back to it in six months and then fall off. Instead, you know, 1400 of 2,500 people in the Facebook group responded. And now I have 1400 emails on a marketing list to actually, you know, market to. Uh, well, and Robert just asked a question and Scott, I think that's a perfect example. He said, how do I build that into a system? You know, everybody worries about system and process and it's not really that hard, right? You got on a phone call with your VA or your VP and you just said, Hey, let me show you what I want you to do. And then you jumped on Facebook, you showed her exactly what to do. And then you watched her do it for a couple of days. And then as the list was going, you probably audited the list once in a while and just said, hey, is this going well? And then all of a sudden, now you have a system and process so that when you add a person onto Facebook, you have a process for gathering their contact information, which to, to Robert's question, by the way, that makes his coaching company that much more valuable. Yep. Absolutely. Because without the contact phone number and email, you know, there's no way to reach out and say, what's up. Right. And, and we're working on an additional project right now where we are going to be um, effectively having realtors join a Facebook group one at a time um, with, with an introduction, with an offer to go meet in person. And that's just a project that I would never, ever have the chance to do. Um, so, you know, for me, it's been a matter of taking off, like you said, those content marketing projects. Uh, it's been a matter of saying for this, this is the silliest thing. I get my haircut at this place. That's $50 for a haircut, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But you, know, you go there and they give you a back massage and they give you a beer and yada, yada, yada. One of the things that they offer is they offer a trim up within like two weeks. So you go back and basically get a second haircut for free. Well, guess what happens? I walk out of there. And I never scheduled a trim up. So I, I now get on the phone with Donna or I send Donna a telegram text and I'm like, Hey, do me a favor, schedule this or do me a favor, get this, get this thing uh, invoiced and returned. 
or yeah. do me a favor, track down how to return this $80 pair of shoes I'm never going to return. And between Chris and uh, Donna, of course, I'm never going to admit this to Chris. I shouldn't. Luckily, his headphones on. Um, <laughs> they end up returning stuff and doing busy work and freeing up enough time in my life that they really pay for themselves very quickly. Well, uh, that's, that's my next point is, so you, you, you know you're busy. You define the role that you want. Now you have to create an outcome statement. And so if you're listening, we're walking. I mean, look, when Scott called me, he and I are buds. We, we chatted. I did exactly this process with him. We define what's the thing that would mean you would pay for your virtual assistant for the rest of your career. That's the question to ask, right? What's the thing? And, and this is a process of what we call compound leverage. If I take away from Scott one hour a day of busy work, and then he takes that one hour and gets two new clients a month and closes two new deals, Scott, would you pay for that every single month? Yeah, instantly. Right. And so that's the outcome statement. Like, so what you have to do as a LO or a mortgage professional or, or a branch manager, there might be some branch managers on here, um, is you have to start thinking like, what am I doing every day and how important is it? to growing my, my business and get a list together of all the stuff you either hate, you don't like, you don't, you want to stop doing or that are important, but you don't want to do it. And what, with that list, then we can kind of start crafting an outcome statement. Let me, uh, let me share real quick my screen. Cause I want to show this. And this is in my, uh, this is my work email, which, uh, the virtual professional does not have access to. Can you see this checklist, the start of day report? Yeah. Um, so this is my start of day report. She has everything on here from like trying to find a smoking cigars tour because me and the guys are going to the Dominican Republic. She's doing the research for me on that. Um, she's jumping on the huddle. This really simple thing, get with Jess Belamontes on Scott's availability. How many times have I wasted 35 emails back and forth just trying to set up an appointment with a realtor. Can you do Thursday? No, I can't do Thursday. How about Tuesday? Did you mean next Tuesday or this Tuesday? Oh, wait, did you mean 9 a.m. or 9 p.m.? And I'm like, Jesus. So just having her take over this stuff. And then what's beautiful, and I, I think this is system-wide for you guys, um, I also get this uh, end-of-day report that shows, you know, to the minute, Here's everything that was logged in and completed. And so that way, you know, I, I've now started having our onsite team members do this because I like this so much because we're so go, 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 go. I can look at this and say, okay, well, here's my end of day report. Here's the content that got done. Um, and, and so it's really, frankly, it's really helped me be a better manager because they're setting up the stuff. Um, that, that they know I want managed and they're putting it in an email for me. And I'm like, Oh, wow, you make good, good team members make, uh, make good man managers. Yeah. Well, you know, what's cool is your, your natural strength of being with people and leading others is a great compliment to somebody who's very organized, you know, checks the boxes, you know, does everything that they're asked. Cause th that's the compliment of talent, right? If you're the go-getter charger, client facing person, you need somebody in the background to kind of make your world uh, work. And that's what, that's what our folks do. What I love is you pulled up my time in. And if you're listening right now, my time in is this proprietary software that we actually built where we can like 
we track what they're up to. We, they, they actually log in every single day. And it's really a big value add for our clients just for what you just shared, because it's a way for us to go back. Like in 10 years, Scott would be like, hey, could you pull up that end of day report on August, you know, whatever the date is, we could actually do that. It's stored into our system and we know what she did, what, you know, how many hours she worked and whether or not you're like, yes, we're, we're good. That's approved, you know? And yeah. that's just, that's just unusual. Yeah. And, and what it does is, you know, I'm, I'm the ultimate pessimist, you know, I didn't believe any of this shit was going to work. You know, right. they're just, they're, they're, they're logging on and I'm paying for them and I'm getting an hour a day's worth of work out of, out of them. The reality is I always feel like I'm getting 40 hours a week out of um, my virtual professional because I see the task order and the list of what they're doing. And then I'm getting constant feedback throughout the day by Telegram Messenger and then also by email. So uh, to answer Carlos's question, yeah, I believe all of your people are full-time, right? Um, yeah, we don't do any part-time if you're listening right now. I mean, we've had, so we've had branches or, or teams that'll share a person because like Scott, you know, in Scott's world, he needed a full-time person, but maybe you only need somebody for 20 hours. So maybe somebody from your office or somebody that you're in partnership with would share somebody. But, you know, I always tell you in the beginning, the only reason somebody wants part-time and Scott, you can, you, you, I'm sure you can say, yeah, this was me is because you weren't sure if it was going to work. Absolutely. And, and, and you're like, well, what's the lowest entry point? What's the least risky way I can try this out. But the reality is we've been doing this for five, you know, well, we've done this for 5,000 different businesses and 12 years. I mean, we know part-time, not only is that half the success, but it's, it's a lot harder on a person to have like two different offices, two different ways of working. It's just better to have one person fully dedicated to you so that you can go out and slay the world and get more loans. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, uh, strategically, you have all your virtual professionals in the Philippines. Is that correct? Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. 94% of the country say that they are Catholic. So they're, the Christian Catholic, their right and wrong is very in line with our right and wrong. And this is a big deal because in Asia, you know, like China and other places, you know, right and wrong is, can I get away with it? You know, like that's a different, it's a different sense of right and wrong. And so we align value wise. Also, English is a first language for them. So they can call your people, whether it's vendors that you use, other realtor partners, or maybe even some of your clients and have conversations and not be lost. In fact, that's one of the areas that they super shine at is just kind of keep in touch with your people and, and, you know, adding value to your business that way. Yeah. I, and I know that you guys hire a lot of people that, uh, you know, have graduated from university over there where yeah. they, English is their first language uh, taught at the university level. And I've now used uh, two people in your system. They've both been great. I, I don't know exactly what it is culturally or if you guys hire for this, but there has been something very interesting where, again, I'm going to share my screen here. Um, and this is, this is an email that I did to a, uh, a buddy of mine and, you know, not really knowing exactly how it was going to go. The first day that our virtual professional started, I went and I outlined, Hey, here's what everybody on the team, what their job duties are, what I expect out of them, um, how I like to communicate, what the different systems are. I use lion desk for the CRM. I use Infusionsoft for, um, for the coaching business. We use zoom. We use to do you know, here's kind of all the suite of products we use. And then I sent another very detailed email of like, here's how I want my calendar managed. 
here's who gets time with me, here's my non-negotiables, things that were set in stone. And I can tell you more so than any state-based Californian employee I've ever hired. And again, I don't know if you're hiring for this personality-wise or if it's a cultural thing. It was like, here's the message, here's what we're doing, here's the plan and the protocol, and it's been followed almost to a T. Now, again, I've got to go in and course correct once in a while, and frequently Donna will come back and say, hey, I'm totally new to Lion's Desk. I'm trying to figure this out. How do you want me to format this graphic? So they're asking good questions, and it's not just like a complete plug and play, but there's been something, and maybe you can speak to this stylistically, where it's like, here's the plan, and they just follow and execute the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the challenge. Everybody that's listening, um, will want a plug and play person. And like, here's the reality. If you think about it, we're 1747 a month. I mean, our clients tell us that 60 to 70% less than hiring a physical person. So you're talking about like, it's going to cost you a third of what it would cost to hire like some college person who, you know, is an intern, blah, blah, blah. And that's a big deal. It's, it's a lot of savings, but here's the challenge. They're not a licensed person, so you can't have them do licensed work kind of stuff. And number two, you're going to have to bring them up to speed about how you work in your business. It's like, you know, these are things. And if you're listening right now and you're even considering hiring a person, no matter if they're virtual or not, little things like, Hey, I want to introduce you to who's on my team. I want to introduce you to how I got started in the business. I want to introduce you to our core values. I want to introduce you to, you know, how I do my business, right? How I generate revenue and what's important about serving my clients. These are baseline things. And if you give them to the, the, the virtual assistant or a virtual professional, they'll really consume them because they want to make, they want to make a long-term committed match. They want to be with you for five, 10 years. And I can't tell you how many of our people are like, you know, turning 10, 11 years old with their first client. And that's a really, really big deal as you're trying to scale a company up and get to that million dollar mark because turnover is the enemy of growth. Yeah. And, and you mentioned it, um, the price point, you said you're at 1747 a month. Yep. We charge you a lot more because, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm fully joking. All right. So under 1800 bucks for a full-time employee, there, you know, I've got coaching clients from all over the country. There's no place in the States you can hire a competent human being for 1800 bucks a month. Yes, there's some ramp up. Yes, there's some growing pains. Yes, you have to figure out as the leader and the manager, you know, uh, like Jocko Willings thing, the extreme ownership. Yeah. You got to take ownership of the training process. And I'll tell you, you know, we, and we spoke about this. I spoke about this with one of your supervisors. Where we broke down is we did try to have one of the virtual professionals do some more sales activities. And yep. I'm really good at setting up the structure. I am not good at all of sitting there and be like, hey, let me give you the scripts. Let me correct you in your verbiage. So for me, having uh, the virtual professionals do reach out to potential sales targets or you know, be like a dialer, that didn't work for me because that's a, that's a shortfall in my management style. But to give somebody the playbook to be a rock star executive assistant, not surprisingly, my virtual professional is a rock star executive assistant. So, you know, they're going to take the cues from us. And, and to your point, this is not a complete plug and play. You know, something that you told me was, hey, this is very cost effective, but plan on spending the first month or two training 
and, yeah. and getting them comfortable with your style and just having them watch on Zoom of how you interact with clients and, and what your verbiage is on emails and BCC them on as much stuff as you can so that they can get a feel for who you are. Um, you know, that takes some time. And, yeah. uh, and, and our girl Donna was up and running much quicker than that in like three weeks. But I appreciate you giving me the, the honest feedback that it might take two months. Um, well, you know, the, the, the reality is um, people... Uh, learn at different speeds and businesses are have a different level of complexity. So certain LOs will have a super complex system. Others will have a very simple one, you know? And so all of the ramp up dep depends on what your outcome is, what you have them do, how complex your business is, how many moving parts do you want them to help with? So there's, that's why there was a range. You know, we like to tell people in the first 90 days, you're going to either feel relief or not. Sorry, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I'm just not seeing any comments. Give me Guys, I can see comments. They're on the chat. Hit oh, the yeah. chat thing. No, no, I, I got that. Usually people are uh, commenting on the Facebook and I'm frozen on the Facebook feed. So oh. uh, I'll relay some comments from Chris if there's anything. Um, yeah, got it. Perfect. Okay, cool. Um, all right, sorry. I'm just, I've got so many things going here now. I'm freezing you. Uh, so, so tell me what, Tell me what people need to know about, uh, how do I say this? About compliance. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know that you're not RESPA, you're not the compliance police. For me, it's been an issue or it has not been an issue. New American Funding stance is, which is where I work, New American Funding, their stance has been like, hey, as long as they don't touch any client data or any New American Funding systems, we don't really care what you do. You can have your own secretary, God bless you, go ahead. So yeah. where, where, I know you guys are working with a lot of different mortgage companies. Where's the line? What are people comfortable with? You've, you've talked to a lot of managers and C-level people. Where, where are they drawing lines? Because, you know, it is overseas. There's some security, security concerns. Where, where are you guys at with that? Yeah, you know, like, think about it like this. My, you said Encompass. I love that. Calix Point is another great one. Any, any kind of loan system where you're collecting, like, database, social, income documents, like, that's the line that everybody says can't be crossed. To play with that stuff, you need to be a licensed LO, like, period. I mean, in California anyways. And I, I don't know about the rest of the country. You know, every state is crazy. Pretty, pretty fair assumption you got to be licensed. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be licensed if you're dealing with people's loan stuff. But that being said, you know, we have a lot of our virtual professionals who are following up for loan officers once a pre-call is uh, or a pre-qualification is done, meaning they've been approved for the loan and, and they're out hunting with their licensed, you know, real estate professional, that's the time too to keep people engaged. Hey, this is, you know, Daniel, I'm calling from Scott's office. We're just checking in on you. I know a couple months ago you got pre-approved. How's it going? How's your home search? You know, how's it, how's it going? And you can kind of keep tabs on people. Oh, we're not really looking right now, or we are looking or, oh my gosh, you can ask for referrals. By the way, do you have everything, everything you need from us to be comfortable to make an offer? You know, like there's a lot of, um, in the loan officer world, there's a lot of paperwork that has to get kind of churned. So, you know, a lot of our people are also calling the clients and saying, hey, we need, we need a copy of your W-2. Do you mind just sending that to Scott? You know, not getting it from him, but just following up. You know, that's an easy text where you can send or, you know, throw it on Slack and have your VA go, hey, VA, the client's name is X, Y, and Z. Call them up on their cell phone and tell them we're missing their W-2 from last year. I mean, yeah. that, that's an easy kind of thing. So, I mean, the compliance 
space. Another like roadblock, you guys use Lion's Desk as your CRM, you have Encompass, and then you have this Infusionsoft. So you have good separate, what I call like separation of church and state, right? You're generating the leads, you're working the leads in the CRM. Once they become clients, they move over and then the VA, you know, hands them off to the licensed person. That's the kind of separation that's required in the compliance world. And most companies have that separation, but some are together. So if you're listening to this and your, your LOS is connected to your lead generation platform, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough one, you know? Yeah. You're not going to be able to get through that. Um, you know, for example, we use the, the three, four third-party softwares that we use. We use Lion's Desk. Uh, we use uh, MBS Highway with Barry Habib. We use Mortgage Coach and um, we use uh, OSI Open House Flyers. All four of those systems have absolutely zero client data except for name, email address, and phone number. Right. I feel completely comfortable saying publicly on a webinar that's broadcast on Facebook that my virtual assistant is in those all day long, in and out, doing flyers and stuff like that. Now, the second she accidentally gets CC'd on an email or something like that, I'm taking her off and I'm moving directly to, okay, now we need to transfer this over to the NAF platform, upload your documents directly to Encompass or BankerView, which is one of the systems that we have. And then there's really nothing ever goes on with the virtual assistant that we're on to, you know, licensed LOAs or things like that. But, you know, I, I like using our, uh, our virtual professional for those third party plugin systems, Lions Desk and whatnot. But I'm telling you for most of the people out there that are doing five plus loans, especially 10 plus loans, you could probably fill up a virtual professional with busy work that you're laying off on your LOA or you're laying off on your wife or you're staying up till two in the morning trying to do it yourself. Like yeah. if, if you're at a point where you're doing five or 10 loans a month and you want to grow, um, you might need somebody boots on the ground to do some of the in-person stuff and set up open houses and whatnot, but chances are you can offload a lot of work at a very low cost um, through you guys. And I don't get paid money for saying that. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. And I appreciate you for being here because I know you want to just help your people. Um, I want to point out one piece that's really important. If you're, um, so I use my, one of my virtual professionals runs our entire sales and marketing platform. And this is a, this is crazy town. Chai, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about you. Uh, and she is just nuts. Okay. Let me tell you a month in just happened. And so I get to see how many referrals we got, how many consultation requests that we got. And we're in the same business. I'm going after realtors, mortgage people, title people. We're going after the same, same folks, right? But I got a report this morning, the first day of the month saying, hey, this is how many people raised their hand to talk to my outdesk last month. And this is wild. So last month we had 77 referrals where somebody like you, Scott, sent a friend of theirs to talk to us. And, and we only had 76 people that raised their hand and registered on our website. So our referral strategy is, I mean, it's off the chain. I mean, we're generating as many referrals as we're generating inbound leads from our website. So what I would tell you guys is like most mortgage people, you don't have a strong like referral program in place. Like once the deal closes, who, how are you going to talk to your clients? You know, or what are you going to say? You guys don't have emails campaigns that go out. You guys don't stay in touch with them. You don't tell the realtor how, how thankful you are for their business. And hey, who else do you need to know? You know, so my, my, I, I use Chai 
and she she really is an awesome person, just to give me a report every month about talking about where our leads are coming from and what they look like and how many referrals we get. And that's a huge thing. We're in the referral business, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this, because um, you've only, you've been doing this 2009, about 10 years, 11 years, 12, uh, 12 years. Yep. <laughs> and I know you've scaled it. Are you comfortable sharing how many virtual professionals you guys have working for you? Yeah. Yeah. We have 1200 right now placed with people like Scott. Yeah. So, so you have effectively 1200 employees. What, what's some tips for, forget about obvious answer using a virtual professional. What are some <laughs> tips for loan officers who are watching this, who maybe want to scale their business? They're like, Oh my God, I, just, I can't get past five loans a month. The wheels are coming off. It's like, well, I don't know. Somehow Daniel seems like a pretty stable guy. He had time to do a webinar for me as a favor and he's managing 1200 people. So what are your like maybe top three tips for scaling? Okay. This is great. First of all, let go. Everybody that's listening right now, you're a control freak. You're, you're nervous about what your, you know, people are going to say to your clients. You're nervous about how you're going to get your next deal. Like just release all that. If you actually want to grow, the thing that you have to learn is how to be a leader. And that hands down, that's the most important tip that I can give you is like letting go of ego, letting go of the control. I'm an entrepreneur. Like in 2009, I was a control freak. The reason I was working on my honeymoon is because I was like, no, I've, I've got to do it. It's, it's only me, you know? So you have to release that. You, you're shaking your head. You know that mindset? I, I know it. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, but, but what if somebody screws up the pricing, Daniel, or what if, what if somebody says the wrong thing to my realtor and then they never refer me a deal again? Like I'm so special. Yeah. I, I get that. And that's the hardest part about hiring a team is just let releasing that. So scale tip number one is just to, to let go and realize what you're building, what you're, what, where you're going in the future is, is better than what you currently have. So that, that's tip number one. Tip number two is I can't, I'm honestly, Scott, I was impressed with that, that email that you sent but really document your systems and processes. Uh, I think Robert asked earlier, like systems and processes, how important they are in that, in that, um, you know, that we, we started the top of the hour with that statistic, 96% of people get over a million dollars. When you ask those people how they did it, it's because they built high quality systems and process for everything. So, that skip, uh, uh, scale tip number two is build systems and process. And it can be as simple as that email was a great example that you put together for Donna. Um, recording videos like we're doing right now about how you want to serve your clients. Most businesses only have seven or eight systems and processes. You just have to document them. How do you get loans? How do you get referrals? What do you do with the loans after you get a lead? You know, what do you do after you close a lead? You know, how do you generate more realtor partners. How do you, what kind of marketing do you do? What kind of sales is, what's the process in the sales process? How do you onboard an LO underneath you? Like all of those are examples of like how, uh, uh, your P&Ls, right? How do you do your month end reports? That's a system and a process. So the, the second tip is just document those, write them out so that you can actually offload those to somebody else. And that, that is, is, is tip number, number two. Let me, let me ask you, uh, the, the VP that you have that does your marketing stuff, I, I know you, so I know that you have all those systems and, and effectively that whole workflow mapped out. If I lost my right hand person, guy or girl in, uh, in the mortgage business, it's a girl and the, in the coaching business, it's a guy, 
it would be three months of effing misery. Right. If you lost your right hand girl tomorrow, how quickly could you hand over the systems and process and have somebody up and running? Well, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, there is something, and this is something that other people, I, I don't want to mislead your audience. So I, I built a really big business and key em employees, I want to tell you, man, sometimes it's hard to ever replace them. It's sometimes it's really, and if you think about it like this, when like my, my gal Chai, she's got seven years of experience running our sales and marketing. Like she knows the clients, she knows the VA, she knows the process, she knows how I work. I mean, could we replace her? And is everything that she does, is it fully documented? Yes. Could we replace her? Yes. How long would it take? Maybe three to five years, you know? Yeah. And so I tell people, um, you know, hire, you know, hire, um, hire fat, oh wait, fire fast and hire slow, fire fast, right? But, and that's like the basic level, whatever. But the real nugget when you're scaling a business is, fight like hell to keep them if they're talent. And you have to fight every single day. And every single day I'm fighting for somebody on my team to connect with them, to, be, to bring them into my vision, to make sure they're fully engaged. That, I mean, that's, we we're kind of wheeling into tip number three, which is yeah. something different. But the, the reality is, and that book, Extreme Ownership, is a great book. There's another one, um, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Um, there's a, uh, the art of war, um, or the war of art. I, that's a really amazing book. These are all books about self mastery and leadership. And so, you know, scale tip number three, this is, this is a really tough one for people to learn. And I want to be clear, um, when you are in business for yourself and you're an LO and you're just building a mortgage thing and you're just, it's repeatable. And Scott, you've probably been here. It's about getting me rich, right? I want to make money. It's unlimited income. If I put 20 deals a month together or 200, I get the benefit, right? When you hire somebody, you can't go to them and say, I want to get rich. Are you on board for that? <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, it just doesn't work. You know, like your IT guy is not going to be like, yeah, let's make Daniel rich, you know? So the biggest tip number three is realize that you are now a leader and that the, the success that, that you will experience is your ability to lead others, influence those others, and keep them on the team. I, I, love, I love your idea or your comment about fight like hell to keep them because um, I'm having an aha moment right now where I did not work my ass off to keep people because I was arrogant, ignorant, frustrated, you know, maybe they needed to go, maybe they didn't need to go. But had I started that process earlier of fighting like hell to keep good people, um, probably wouldn't have gotten to the place where the well was poisoned. So um, yeah. see, every, you, you, can, you can learn something, you learn something new every coaching call. Well, you know, here's the, here's the crazy thing is this is part of that tip number three, leadership. You have to have lost a really good person to know what it's like to lose a really good person, to know what it's like to fight like hell to keep a really good person. Right. Like, uh, I love it. We're entrepreneurs. If you're listening, like I'm born and bred to start shit, like start companies and build them. That's what I do. It's like, that's, I mean, I, I it's ridiculous how much I do that. Right. So, um, you know, that being said, uh, your people are not built like that. Your people, 
may they need your love. They need you to love on them. They need you to be a part of their day. That, and, and you can't be so busy building that you forget about your people. And so that's the challenge that, um, you know, that's scale tip number three. So I don't know if that's helpful, but I mean, in my experience, if you just nail those three things, everything's going to work out. Yeah, I have, uh, I have endless shiny object syndrome, so I could build all day long. I could trade out this system for that system, whatever. Yeah. And my business partner, Justin, likes to joke that half of his job is just kind of curating all my ideas and figuring out which one's actually good. Um, so yeah. I, I love those three tips, you know, release, let go, trust people. Number two, document all the systems and have, you know, whatever. The Checklist Manifesto is one of my all-time favorite books. Yeah. Uh, and then number three, you know, hire well and fight like hell to keep them. Yep. Yep. And you know, I mean, here that's number three is the reason people don't build uh, and they don't scale because they're afraid of mishiring. And, and, and I don't like to say this, but having a virtual assistant is a great way to learn leadership skills, learn how to keep somebody involved, engaged, like interact and, and believe it. Being an LO is like going to school and getting a high school degree. Becoming a leader and building a team is like going to college, getting a master's, a doctorate, you know, all at once. It's like, it, if you, it, believe me, if you're listening and you've not done it, or if you have done it, you know what I'm talking about. It's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love everything that we covered. Um, just, just to recap, my outdesk, what's the easiest way for people to get in touch with you if they want to continue the conversation? It's just Daniel at myoutdesk.com. Yeah, and, and that's my email. But if you're listening right now and you want to just kind of have a consultation, because here's here's the thing. I just talked to somebody like you, Scott, who's in the industry and like an executive and has a coaching platform. And she goes, you know what? I need help. And do you have any methodologies, Daniel? Can you help me work through what we, and you know, she and I are going back and forth on text message. Then we switched to email. And finally I was just like, look, you need to have a consultation with us. And he, and here's kind of what that looks like. So first of all, we help you define the role. That's number one. We look at your systems and your processes. Like what tech stacks do you have? You know, how, how do you generate your business? Where are you trying to go? And we just kind of set a firm foundation. And then we say, okay, what, how would you actually double your business? How would you go from where you are today to a double? And that's all stuff that you get with a consultation. So if I'm you or anybody listening, I go to myoutdesk.com, jump on there, ask for a consultation, tell us Scott sent you. Cause that's a really important thing. Cause I mean, here's the thing. It's, this is your group, your people, and we pay referral fees. So every time somebody comes by, we're going to paid for this. Sweet. Yes, you are going to get paid for this. That's right. Well, and, and we do that because we know what your word. I mean, if Scott says, Hey, go talk to my outdesk, I think they can help you. We know you're spending your influence currency and that's worth something. And so we want to compensate people because that's just how the world works. Well, I appreciate it, man. I know we only got about a couple dozen people to tune in live, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Chris edit this, all of our awkward pauses. He's going yeah. to, he's going to put in some subtitles with your um, three keys for leadership, you know, a couple of things on the cost and a few of the stats, and then we'll get you an edited version out and I'm going to send it out to the, you know, 2000 loan officers we have in our database. So um, hopefully this drums up some business for you. Cause I've been, I've been very impressed with Donna and uh, you know, your guys' company is, is top notch, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, and if you're listening right now and if you come, if you come in like this month, 
I'm, I'm, I'm crazy, dude. I'm just going to give everybody a free week. If you say Scott, um, you know, Scott Grove sent at Lind LA, I'll give you a free week. And that consultation, believe me, I've had a lot of breakthroughs where people are scratching their head after the cons- consultation going, Oh my God, you guys just rocked my world. Cause it's all business fundamentals. It's all business basics, like blocking and tackling, you know? Yeah. And uh, what I'm going to do is I don't even want your money. I just told you at some point, at some point before the end of the year, I'm coming up to Sacramento. We're going to hang out so I can see how yeah. you business. Um, I was talking to uh, Ernest and he's like, yeah, man, you got to come on next year's camping trip because uh, it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to, I'm going to be out there with you guys next year for sure. Perfect, man. I can't wait to see you. And I really appreciate you spending the time today with us. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Later.